0: Hello, this is Dominic Kearns with the Rising is One podcast. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our partners, the Beautiful Game Network. You can see their stuff at bgn.fm and Firebird Rising. You can find their stuff at firebirdrising.corair.com. And we'd also like to thank our new sponsor, Roughnecks Scarves. And now, let's get on to the show.
1: doing great Dominic uh, interesting first week of the season we had here with uh, getting a 1-1 draw and obviously you know you kinda, you can kind of look at it both ways is you know, either either two points lost or you look at it as a, you know you gained a point so uh, you know all in all I mean I, I guess it can't be worse than than losing the match so I guess that's a good thing when you think about it that way
0: And that's just not a realistic expectation in the USL. The quality's getting better and better, and Orange County's one of those teams that should be contending. So,
1: not the ideal result, but yeah, not the ideal result. But I, I think you know, we got away with what we did, and, and we'll we'll move forward. So do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, interesting that they come out in a four-three-three formation. It's the first time in a long time especially in the regular season that we've seen that, that formation come out. Carl Wazinski starting in net, obviously a back four of Amadou Dia, uh, Mike DeFont, Duigi Mala, and uh, Devonte DeBose instead of Cody Wakasa, which was, was an interesting choice as well. Uh, you had a, a back three in the midfield of uh, Colin Fernandez on the right. You had... Uh, I'm sorry, Colin Fernandez was on the left, you had Glad, uh, Gladson Owako on the right, and you had uh, 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 Kevon Lambert in the center, and then of course your three top forwards, you had uh, Solomon Asante, Billy Forbes, and Jason Johnson, uh, no Didier Drogba in the, in the starting 18, which I thought was quite interesting to say the least, but you know, you and I talked You made a comment before, you know, we came on the air here just a little bit ago, and and I'll let you bring that up, you know, at the end, but, you know, could this be a a sign of times to come, you know, especially with Didier Drogba, we only see him in certain matches, stuff like that, so, you know, like I said, I'll let you touch on that later uh, at the end of the, of of talking about the recap, but uh, it was great to see, you know, Phoenix Rising get on the front foot right in the beginning. Uh, Colin Fernandez gets a shot off in the third minute that goes just wide. They kept pressing, kept pressing, and in the 11th minute uh, took the early one nothing lead. Uh, great ball from Billy Forbes out on the left-hand side. Jason Johnson doing a great job doing a dummy run right through the middle, letting it go right behind him and waiting for Solomon Asante. Nobody covering Solomon Asante, and he just drills it past uh, Andrew Rawls for the one nothing lead I mean you know a great goal to start the season off yeah it was a great link up by those two and then after kind of, you know kind of after that they gave up that or they scored that goal they, they kind of went into a little bit of a a little bit of a shell there for quite a while um you kind of had to see carl wazinski come up and make a couple of big saves um saving the 18th minute uh, another save in the 41st minute um you know i that save in the you know i even though they said that ball went off the crossbar in the 41st minute off of Seton, uh, you know, I still think Carl got a finger to it to get it to the crossbar. So, you know, I, I think he had a great effort there. Um, but it just seemed like for a while there, and you were you were there at the game, so you could probably see it a little bit better. They just, at times, kind of seemed a little disorganized.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were showing a decent shape for
1: And not only that, you know, there were a couple instances there where uh, there were some questionable handball calls that that he kind of let go as well. And I was, you know, even the commentators were a little surprised at the number of of uh, calls that were really kind of let go by this referee and just kind of letting the play go as it as it was. I mean, which which to me is not necessarily as smart, just because you know if you want to keep control of the game, you know, you should be whistling these things. on a a regular and consistent basis, and he just didn't seem like he was doing that the entire match.
0: Yeah, it was definitely inconsistent repping. He gives a yellow for a guy...
1: got to like a one nothing halftime you know come going into the locker room on the road you got to be feeling pretty good so you come out to the to the start of the second half and almost make it two nothing with billy forbes um didn't quite get as much as he wanted to on that shot in the 48th minute um andrew Rawls coming up with a very easy save but then again you know once they get past that first five or ten minutes it seemed like again the momentum swung back again towards Orange County. Hashimoto gets a shot off in the 58th minute that's saved by Waz. Seaton gets a shot off in the 72nd minute that that you know Carl has to come up with a save. You know, in between there we see the introduction of Kivon Freiter into the match in the 60th minute, bringing Solomon Asante off. I, I agree with that move because it did look like at that point Solomon's legs were a little looked like they were getting a little heavy you know he just wasn't quite moving around as much as as he was in the earlier part of the match so I think it was a a solid move you know on on Patrice Cardone's part um and it kind of seemed to to bring a little bit of intensity into the game for for Phoenix a little bit but still you know it just seemed like at that point again they just seemed flat yeah we we did we did really dodge a bullet at that point um it was you know it it was definitely that you know that seaton header was 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 one there you know where we dodged the bullet but then you want to talk about the real big one that we dodged you know before before, before the goal you know eighty eighty second minute Walker Hume and Carl wazinski comes up with a huge save on that one.
0: Versus one defender on that side. I don't know how they don't score. Uh, trying to play a little bit of hero ball, though he held on for too long, and you know, fortunately, Kevon Frader got back there. But I think that was the first moment where really everyone in the stadium was standing up on their feet, and that was basically the equivalent of like a
1: football game where a quarterback is a wide open receiver for a touchdown. Yeah, that uh, yeah that wasn't that was an, that was an interesting, interesting moment that you're talking about because. Cause you could you could just see the break on the, on the telecast and all of a sudden you're going "Where is everybody?" but you know hats off to freighter I mean you know you think about it if freighter's not in that match and you've got Asante that's still sitting in there you know with those legs, I don't know that he gets back and gets that ball. field us. thinking at that point you know you know maybe they've kind of slowed down Orange County's pace a little bit maybe they'll get out of this you know with the three points but unfortunately you know 15 seconds from the 90 here comes Orange County back again and it's Alex Crognail who uh, gets in behind you know the central defense again again what we've talked about is, is what we've always thought is the biggest concern on this team you know central defense was not there uh, mike defont just not quick enough to get over to pick up uh, crognail and he nails it past carl Wazinski, and just like that it's 1-1 and you're thinking well we just lost did we just lose two points there or did we you know or did, or are we getting lucky just to get the one at this point There'll be better marking there it like there were a couple people ball watching yeah yeah there were there were some ball watches I do agree with you there you know but you know <clears throat> Phoenix rising did have one final chance uh three minutes into stoppage time Alessandro Rigi got you know got in and just missed a shot off the side I mean good effort from him you know just you know only coming in playing 20 minutes but I you know I think he he did a solid job as well but Good chance to get him on the score sheet. Just missed, the, just missed the net, and the game ends in a one-one draw. So, you know, like we said, you know, you know, the question, like we said earlier, did we, did we get lucky to get a point, or did we feel like we've lost two? You know, your your thoughts, Dominic. Uh, if you look at the balance
0: of the game over the course of ninety minutes, I think one-one is a fair result. I think had we won that game, it would have been a snatch and grab, and it would have. is in
1: definitely agree you know you look at some of the statistics from you know from this match uh 60 40 uh possession in favor of orange county uh 20 interceptions by orange county to 16 for for phoenix rising eight corners for you know eight corners for orange county um you know you look at some of this you know passes 469 passes to 327 errors for phoenix rising um 90 long passes i saw a lot of criticism this morning uh whether it was on uh the phoenix rising fan page on on facebook or you know just some other some other little twitter banner you know uh, what about this long passing game you know are we going back to this style all over again you know that's Kind of an interesting, you know, look at it from the way people were talking about it. Um, You know, the passing accuracy, 77% accurate for Orange County, only 68% for Phoenix Rising. That's, that's, That's not good numbers if you're a team that likes to get a lot of touches on the ball. yep sorry that the road got bumpy there that's quite all right um you know i i look at it this way we'll take a point would you have liked three of course you would have liked three you know i mean you you thought they were going to go in there and steal it unfortunately they didn't i think we've learned a little bit more about some guys you know interesting to see that that Mike Defont kind of supplanted Joe Farrell at the center back spot. Could we see Joe Farrell next week? In, you know, at home against Oklahoma City, we might. I thought Debose played an okay game out on the right back position. Is he, you know, fairly comparable with Cody Wakasa? Yeah, I think he is. Um. I, I'm not so sure. I like the three. I'm not so sure. I like the four three three with the with the talent we have. I think we might be better served to be a 4-2-3-1 like we were towards the end of last year, you know. I you know, I I thought that that Fernandez would have been would have been a little bit better had he been tucked back in instead of having, you know, to play a wider kind of wing position, I guess you could say. It just seemed kind of awkward to me that Lambert was the only guy holding in the middle and I don't know that if you do that, that he can he can be that solid guy, um, you know, being that mid that strong solid single holding midfield guy, you know. I thought I thought Forbes was I thought Forbes was good on the outside. I thought Asante was good on the outside. That's why I think the four two three one sort you know fits them a little bit better in my opinion.
0: Sauté and Forbes bring dynamic speed on the wings. Um, If we can get our defensive situation sorted out a little bit, we're going to be in a good spot still. Yeah. And, you know, if there's one other thing, too, that Carl Wazinski is a phenomenal
1: keeper for us, we're going to be just fine at that position. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Well, let's move on to some of the uh, big team news of the week, and obviously the biggest news of the week came uh, this past Thursday, when uh, Phoenix Rising uh, released its renderings for the potential MLS stadium, uh, uh, I, I don't know what to say other than phenomenal. Just in the pictures that you saw, and even reading the, you know how how they're planning on cooling this facility. Unbelievable, you know, what they're thinking of, you know, cooling walls and having misting systems all over the place available. They've definitely thought this through and they definitely know what they want in this stadium. it yeah, definitely was quality and you know like you said they put a lot of effort into it and you know when you're sitting there thinking how do you shade the people from one side to the other and hey they they thought about everything i love the idea that they're going to you know that they want to draw that shade across the you know from the west going to the east you know makes it perfect you know the 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 concept of the the quote unquote water walls that they want to put in at the entrances you know to to the you know to the west side that would allow the air to just flow through it and bring that cooler air into the stadium i mean great con- great conceptual ideas by this group and and like you said if it takes time to get this all done and get it right then i'm all for it as well i think they did a great job in in taking their time and thinking this through and putting everything you know out there and making sure everybody understands all the concepts about it Yeah, they did. They did a great job with it. The other uh, interesting bit of news that came out this week is is they released a promotional schedule for you know for events for for the stadium this year. You know, some great, interesting things. I mean, I mean, especially you, you go to April or I'm sorry, May fourth, and and Carvana, the the team sponsor, is going to give away a car that night. Um, you've got I'll you up for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, you've got. They're going to give out tank tops this year. They're going to give out car shades. They're going to give out water bottles. They're going to give out uh, blackout t-shirts. Breast, they're going to do a breast cancer awareness at the end of the season. You know, thinking of everything this club does, and you know the 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 number of dollar beer nights that are planned this year. I mean, I just amazing. Yeah, (laughs) I mean you're looking at. You're looking at five, six, I'm sorry, you're looking at six, seven, six, seven, seven nights this year that are going to have dollar beer nights. So that's going to definitely be, you know, you want to talk about some rowdy crowds then. I mean, that's definitely going to bring the rowdiness out, out out of this group. But, uh, but I mean, just just overall, you know, the, the that they're putting this time and effort and thought into all of this. And, you know, they did a couple of giveaways last year during the season, but to, to ramp it up like this is just unbelievable. Yeah, it was great. It's great to see the Banditos sign out there, you know, behind the goal. It's great to see the Red Fury sign over, you know, across the field. And they definitely knew where the camera was pointing, so you definitely always saw the Red Fury sign throughout the game. So, you know, everybody traveled very well for this game. We we all shouted their fans. At- Yeah, and it'll be great to see them travel in a few more places this year. I mean, obviously you got to figure that you know they're going to travel to Vegas once. You know, who knows if they'll they'll go to Fresno possibly, or you know maybe up to Salt Lake. Who who knows? You know where they're going to plan to go this year. Well, no matter what, it's going to be exciting, and uh, definitely looking forward to seeing even more of those people at our first home match next Saturday. Yeah, that, that is true, and so. You know, we, we look ahead to next Saturday's match. Um, Oklahoma City, the opponent. Uh, Oklahoma City got a one nothing win over Tulsa uh, last night. <coughs> Excuse me, in their opener. Um, you know, uh, another one of those classical efforts you get from Oklahoma City. You know, but it was an early but it was an early goal. Get the time here on it. It was an eight. It was an eight. I'm sorry, a six-minute goal by uh, their new signing, Atuhene. You know that that got them the goal. Um, uh, Tulsa picks up a red card late from uh, Ugarte that obviously really didn't make a whole lot of difference. But uh, you know Oklahoma coming out on top. Uh, You know, they're, they're normal, strong, solid effort, you know, and you can expect pretty much more of the same when they come here. yep i totally agree with you uh, so let's uh let's talk about some of the uh happenings around the league this week and you know some of the, touch on some of the highlights from some of the games around the league uh, uh one that kind of caught your eye uh, was an interesting game between swope park rangers and and reno 1868 Belmar with a pair including okay. uh Carlton Belmar had had the one at the death at, at the 92nd minute that made it 4-3 uh, uh Weehan Weehan scored for Reno along with uh Brown and an own goal in the 89th minute from Lewis you know gave Reno their three goals but uh obviously Carlton Belmar coming down from from Sporting KC to to get a couple of goals and and especially the big one that uh, put them over the top four three Uh, another interest another interesting result uh expansion teams playing each other in the west it was uh Fresno hosting Las Vegas Lights FC and it was actually Interesting. Las Vegas comes through with a 3-2 victory in this one. Did you get to see yeah, any? I mean, you get to see any of the highlights one. of that, Dominic? Um, I actually didn't. Uh really been busy over this. Weekend. <laughs> Now that it is. I mean, it was, uh, uh they, they, and they scored right off the bat, got a second minute goal from Thomas, uh, added a 57th minute goal from Mendoza. And it was Hiqui Andrade, uh, in the 63rd that, uh, proved to end up being the game winner. So, uh, you know, another one of those interesting games where Fresno had, had uh, had, uh, outpossessed them 60, 40, you know, but, Again, how many times have we seen games where it doesn't matter what you know what the possession is? All that matters is, is you're putting them behind the net. Yep. And then. And, uh, go ahead. Yeah, one last match. Uh, I'm
0: sorry, the connection might get bad in a few minutes. We're about to go into some hills, so no guarantees. But uh, one other match that was.
1: a big win over San Antonio FC to start the year. Yeah. Like yep. It was uh it was goals from Aliman and es- Esley for Sacramento. Uh both of those uh Aliman's coming at the end of the first half, Esley's coming right at the beginning of the second half. Uh San Antonio tried to answer. Mikey Lopez gets a goal in the 68th, but uh couldn't uh couldn't find the way back uh, to getting the tiebreak or getting the tying goal to get them to the points. So, interesting result for Sacramento. I mean, hey, got them on the right track as they as they head through uh, through week one. So, here are the Western Conference standings uh, after the first week of the season. Uh, six teams at the top with three points apiece. It's Colorado Springs, Swope Park Rangers, Las Vegas Lights. Sacramento Republic, Seattle Sounders 2, and OKC Energy, all with wins in the first week at three points. Uh, Sitting at one point, tied for seventh, four teams. It's Rio Grande Valley, St. Louis FC, Orange County SC, and Phoenix Rising FC, all with one point. Real Monarchs was on a bye this week, so they, they are sitting, obviously, at zero points, but have not played yet. And then the bottom six in the conference all sitting on zero points uh it's reno 1868 it's fresno portland san antonio tulsa and la galaxy two at the bottom due to goal differential so that is that's the standings for this week obviously they will they will play out in weeks to come uh more games you get into play and then obviously it, it will string it will uh stretch out at that point so um, other than that, there's no other real team news or league news going on around um we don't have a supporters section this week uh just because of the short week and everybody saw the renderings and i I think you know that kind of take took the precedence this week We'll get back to the supporters' questions next week uh you' all have a chance now to have have a home game and a road game in there and you you know we can kind of start to uh, guess on some questions and, and stuff like that. So with that in mind, we'll kind of move into final thoughts. And Dominic, I'll go ahead and let you start.
0: I'll get as much of this out as I can because we really are getting into this. <coughs> um, You know, good to see the team get back out on the field. It's just matters again. Uh, shout out to all the fans that made it out there. Special shout out to uh, Rick and Kevin of the PRFC show and to Red Fury and Banditos for supporting. Um, You know, just the start of a big season,
1: Definitely agree with you there. You know, it was a solid effort from the boys. Um, You know, it's probably not the expected result that everybody wanted. But like you said, Dominic, you know, we could look back at this a month from now and say, okay, that was definitely a, a point that we'll take instead of, you know, being at two points that we kind of lost, you know, looking at that attitude. So, and I and I agree with you. I think, you know, we need a strong home outing this week against Oklahoma City, you know, I think once we get that underneath our belt and we get going you know then I think you know everything that we've done in the preseason with all the teams that we've faced and all the talent that we've faced in this preseason will definitely start to to come around and start showing you know the fruits of its labor so but but again, the big point is you know be loud, be proud Saturday night as they go in you know go back at home and play Oklahoma City. Uh, it's a huge three points staring us right in the face. And so it sounds like we've kind of lost Dominic. So I will uh, wrap this up for this week. So uh, thanks to everyone for joining us on the uh, rising is one podcast. Uh, make sure to check out the new firebird net website. Uh, great that, uh, you know, it's thankful for Kyle Kepner and all he did for doing firebird rising. Uh, but now we've, uh, We've launched a new site this week, FirebirdSoccer.net. All the same people that you saw on Firebird Rising are now at FirebirdSoccer.net. Please check us out. Uh, Love your follows. Love your comments to our stories. We're going to be covering not just only Phoenix Rising, but we'll be covering, you know, all the soccer teams in the state of Arizona. So, you know, be prepared for some some more coverage there. So uh, thanks to Dominic for joining me. Uh, via phone on uh, on the car ride home from Southern California. And we will hope to talk to you guys next week after a, uh, a big result against Oklahoma City. Have a great day and go rising.
0: to thank our sponsor roughneck scarves roughneck scarves is the official scarf supplier for mls usl and u.s soccer so be sure to go to roughneckscarves.com and get some of their products we hope you enjoyed the show